The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately the man regained his sight and followed Jesus on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. A blind man was invited to attend a wedding. The young couple were being married in a village church well known for its architecture and its beautiful grounds. The guests were commenting on all of this at the reception afterwards, and how they were struck by how well the church, the grounds, and the setting all looked. When the blind man heard all this, he thought to himself, but didn't they hear the bell? But didn't they hear the bell? For him, the church bell that pealed to welcome the bride and groom had been magnificent, fantastic. The air was filled with its vibrating joy and excitement. He was amazed at the atmosphere of joy and celebration the bell had created for this special occasion. Everyone else seemed to have missed that element. Although he could not see, perhaps because he could not see, his hearing was far more alert and sharp. He heard the beauty that others had missed. The sounds that passed others by touched him very deeply. 
Amen? Amen. Today's gospel from Mark, we have the story of a blind man, Timaeus, a blind beggar. And we are all beggars in one sense or another. And although he was blind, his hearing was very sensitive, very focused. So he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And although he could not see Jesus, he made contact with him through his sense of hearing. His finely tuned hearing to the presence of Jesus led him to use another sense to make contact with Jesus, his sense of speech. He cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Even when the people around Jesus and perhaps some of Jesus' disciples told the man, keep quiet, shut your mouth, go away. He shouted all the louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Even when people were doing this, even though he could not see Jesus, he was determined to make contact with him. He wanted to come to know and experience this person of Jesus Christ. And through his gift of prayer, his gift of speech, and then through this urgent prayer from his heart. His prayer was an act of faith on his part. He knew and he recognized who Jesus is as the son of David, the son of God, which was one of the titles for the Messiah, and trusting that Jesus could heal his blindness. His making contact through his hearing and speaking revealed that Timaeus had an inner sight, an inner way of seeing things. And even though he was blind, he saw Jesus with eyes of faith. Even when he was rebuked and rejected by the crowd for confessing his faith out loud, even when he was rebuked and told to go away by the crowd for confessing his faith out loud, he refused to be silenced. Amen? He had the courage to keep professing his faith in spite of hostility and scorn that it brought upon him. This 
man's courageous faith and the quality of his hearing and speaking and seeing, it gave rise to what may have something to teach us. Each one of us, and I include myself, when professing our faith publicly, which can invite scorn and rejection. This man's faith literally brought Jesus to a standstill. Jesus stopped. And in spite of the fact at this point in his ministry, Jesus was hurrying from Jericho to Jerusalem. The gospel says that Jesus just stood still. It was Jesus' response to the heartfelt prayers of this man in complete contrast to the people around him. Rather than telling him to keep quiet, Jesus told those around him to call him. Call him over. Have him come to me. Jesus is portrayed as the champion of those not considered worthy enough to come near to God. Again, we witness the extraordinary responsiveness of this man to Jesus' presence and to the call of Jesus, that invitation to come to him. When he heard that Jesus was calling him, he first threw off his cloak. And that is significant because what he did is he threw away his only possession, all that he had, that cloak symbolized, all that he had experienced. His cloak, no doubt, served many purposes. It sheltered him from the weather. It was his bed at night. And in a very real sense, it was his home. Yet he abandoned it, left it, left it there, didn't return to it. And having done so, he jumped up and he went directly, without hesitation, to Jesus in his blindness. Even as he's blind, he knows exactly where Jesus is. Nothing was going to hold him back from connecting to the person of Jesus. He knew what he wanted. He knew what he needed. He was going to do whatever was necessary, even if it meant losing his cloak. And so Bartimaeus speaks to all of us, every, every one of us, and I include myself, our need to free ourselves of those things that bind us, those things that stifle our faith and smother our faith and suck the life out of our faith, those vampires of sorts, those things that emotionally drain us. And they keep us from approaching 
the Lord with our whole self. The question that Jesus asked the man when he came face to face was not the kind of dismissive question that comes from being annoyed at being interrupted. What do you want? What do you want? And he made it even more personal. He made a very personal question by saying, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? It's a question that we can all hear as addressed each of us personally. And how we answer that question can reveal a great deal about who we are and what are our values. In the passage in Mark's Gospel, which immediately preceded this one, Jesus asked that same question of two of his disciples, James and John. What do you want me to do for you, he asked them. And their answer revealed their self-centeredness, their ambition, their, even their selfishness. Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. The blind man's answer to Jesus' question revealed a very different heart, a very different core, aware of his blindness, aware that he was lacking in what he needed. He simply asked, teacher, let me see again. In answering his prayer, Jesus addressed him as a man of faith. Your faith has saved you. Your faith has made you well. He was already seeing Jesus with eyes of faith before he received his physical sight. Once he received back his physical sight, we are told that he followed Jesus along the road. What it meant is he took his life and he gave it to Jesus. And he wanted to be with Jesus for the remainder of his life. And he immediately used that newly restored sight to walk after Jesus as a disciple up to the city of Jerusalem where Jesus would be crucified. His faith had shaped his hearing and his speaking, and now it shaped the path that he would take for his life. His, now, his faith, and that shaped, as I say, his hearing and speaking, we could do worse. We could find worse models, but we are encouraged to make Timaeus a model of faith in our own lives. Because, as I said, like him, every one of us, and I include myself, we are blind beggars. 
who need to keep crying out to the Lord, who passes by every day of our lives so that we can see him, so that we can see him more clearly. We can follow him more nearly and we can serve him more dearly. Amen?